So in my podcast, the Manny Talks Adulting Edition, I recently did an episode that was called Hard Work is Not Enough. And really the focus of that episode was around self-advocating and being able to, as a professional throughout the year, uh, understand those items that are high quality or have high impact and high value And then uh, I talked about challenging yourself to really be able to talk about the major contributions that you did and being able to not feel that you are uh, not being humble in communicating that. In other words, just putting your nose to the grindstone and pounding out a bunch of work isn't enough. And so in the spirit of that, and yes, I recently came back from a recruiting uh, a trip that I made to UTRGV, shout outs to, to the SHIP group and SWE group and ASMW group, uh, ACM, uh, uh, w, uh, w group, sorry, uh, for hosting me and Samantha Silvas from ExxonMobil. And so, uh, you know, we were down there and I got to do some interviews. And so what I want to talk about today is I'm going to put a twist to it, student. Having an internship is uh, not enough. Or getting that research experience is not enough. So as an interviewer, I've been uh, blessed to talk to hundreds at this stage, hundreds upon hundreds of students uh, that are wanting to get uh, entry-level position or an internship with ExxonMobil. Right. And that's given me a, the opportunity to kind of see some of the common troubles that uh that uh, some folks have and and uh, specifically some uh, minority candidates and really uh, African-American and Latino and uh, women candidates. There's some patterns in their uh, comfort level, maybe. I'll start with a couple of different twisters. It's either comfort level of, of, of self-advocating and, and promoting the great work that they did. That's one side of the equation. Or there's a, a lack of understanding of how to formulate um, the, the narrative or the story to best highlight the work that was done, right? So you have a question that's asked of you. Uh, I mean, again, whether it's in an interview or at the recruiting table or in the, you know, when you're doing a network event and you're having to talk about the work that you did, there's a way to do it uh, and you should have a plan so that you don't uh, uh, confuse the person who's receiving the message. And so, you know, I'm going to talk about the latter of the two, right? This is really about formulating a narrative and understanding the key components that uh, you should consider. So the first thing I want to say is don't assume that the person you're talking to understands the experience that you had. What do I mean? Hey, so for example, for me, I'm a, I work at ExxonMobil. I'm a recruiter. People, by the time I've introduced myself or they've heard me at a, at one of the info sessions uh, during an event or they've seen some of my, you know, posts or follow me on LinkedIn, they know that I'm a mechanical engineer. And so if they go into a conversation with me, assuming that I know all things mechanical engineering uh, across all industry, boy, is that a sad mistake. And so when one, when a person makes an assumption and, say, and, and says, well, they make an assumption that either, hey, this person knows what I'm talking about or they don't want to um, a fear that I've heard is, hey, well, I don't want to insult somebody by. Uh, explaining some easy concepts and in those two uh, under those two presumptions someone jumps right into the details right 
And so what I'm proposing is don't make an assumption. Uh, if Don't worry about offending somebody uh, in, in trying to set up the, the, the scenario or the story. Or if I'm thinking about the star method, the situation of an interview, or if I'm thinking about an elevator pitch is one of the main messages you want to send. Or if you're thinking about a networking event, your first impression statements, right? They're all kind of the same where you need to talk about uh, thing through how do I set up the scene for what I was doing? And so one approach is the basic stuff. Hey, I was working at ExxonMobil or hey, I was working at Cummings at Toyota in there. And I would just follow through with an ExxonMobil example. I was working at ExxonMobil this summer as a fixed equipment engineer at the Baton Rouge Chemical Plant in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And so the group that I was in, they were tasked with doing inspections and providing engineering support for the entire chem plant uh, for either immediate repairs or immediate issues that arose from the day-to-day -day operation or from uh, projects that might be coming into a specific unit or findings as a result from, uh, from inspections that were done throughout the year. Okay, so in that little introduction there, right, I gave the basic information where I was at, the type of business that I was in, and gave a little bit of information of the scope of the work that the group that I was in was doing, right? And so what that starts to do, it starts to let the receiver of the message, an interviewer, a recruiter, whatever, to start formulating in their head the industry, the type of group that you were in, right? Other, <clears throat> excuse me, other good uh, things to kind of consider saying are, hey, so the group that I was in, it consisted both of mechanical engineers and materials engineers. They also had inspectors uh, that weren't degreed, but were, te you know, had uh, certifications in API. And we also had a, within the group uh, leads that helped the supervisor run the business of that organization, right? So now I'm talking uh, overall, the group size was about uh, 20 to 25 engineers and probably about 50 or 60 inspectors. Now, again, those are general numbers that I'm throwing out there, but again, it helps formulate the size of the group that you were in. It also is communicating that you have an understanding for the way a group might be organized and that you have an idea of the, of the organizational chart and the different layers of reporting and resources that, are, that were available to you, right? And so there, that's you setting this framework to where you were at, right? And so next is a, now you start talking about the work that you were doing. So as an intern or as a new employee, I was in charge of providing fixed equipment services to the polymers business, right? So now I further narrowed down what was my area of uh, responsibility and what did I do, right? So I kind of gave the example of the area of responsibilities. Now, what do I, what did I do? So some of the projects that I had, I, I had to do actual mechanical engineering calculations to des to determine the minimum thickness requirement for piping for vessels that was one item that i did calculations another thing was uh, specking out parts for use in the unit uh, uh, to either mechanical organizations that were going to buy the parts or to existing projects that were going to acquire parts for for an addition and so these parts were anything from piping uh, pieces, uh, what schedule of piping to use, the types of valves that we needed to use. I would weigh in on the design of, uh, of heat exchangers that we might be purchasing and so on. 
And another item that I had to do was also uh, sometimes write repair plans for equipment that was out in the field, tanks and vessels and other pieces of fixed equipment. Because in the reality is equipment like this in some of these plants doesn't necessarily come with an owner's manual. Right. So, again, under the same example, and I'm being very thorough here, trying to hopefully communicate the types of details and the type of information that you can be rolling out and how you should be methodical in nature. So if we go back to the beginning where you were working, right, the area, the industry, the type of group. One, did you even understand what the group you were working on was, uh, w- what their goals were, what the reason for the for the the organization or, or, or the group was? Right. Can you give an idea of the type of people that you were working with and then give an idea of the type of work that you were actually doing? Right. Because it makes a difference if you were doing actual calculations versus, hey, I was consulting or, hey, I was just reviewing computer data or, hey, I was, you know, I was doing sales and marketing. It does make a difference. uh, And you should set the stage for the final portion of communication which this is when it becomes relevant in an interview when you're having to talk about the tasks that you were doing and the actions that you took, right? If I'm following the STAR methodology. And so this is where you start to talk, to start saying, so, so for example, one of the projects that I did that I want to use to answer this question was the calculation of the minimum thickness of a heat exchanger that was in sulfuric acid service. Right. So now I've gotten down to the point where it's like, hey, this is exactly what I had to do. Right. In a previous episode that I have called being the star, I talk about I break up the star method and get into action and results. But the real focus that I wanted to spend on this episode was talking around being able to one set up the scene for the work that you did. Okay, so what I find as a recruiter, what I found is that some folks, because like I mentioned earlier, they either make assumptions that people know or they want don't want to offend. They start jumping right in the middle and they pick up to where, hey, I was doing a, a calculation on a heat exchanger. Right. And they miss the opportunity to kind of set up the scene and really highlight the fact that they understand organizational structure and really, you know, miss the opportunity to highlight the reason for the work that they were doing. I guess in my example, I for, I probably didn't say, hey, what I could have said was, hey, I had to do this calculation because the vessel had recently been inspected. The inspector uh, noted that the thickness that they were finding was close to the retirement limit. So in order for us not to lose containment, it's important for someone to have tabs on what those thicknesses should be and check them. And so that was the reason I was doing the calculation. Right. So, again, you show kind of an understanding of the why behind the work that you were doing. And I think that's another thing that gets missed sometimes is folks just say, well, I was told to make that calculation. So I did that calculation and it was hard. Right. And they expect that the fact that they did the work and that they were able to get the answer should be sufficient credit when in reality, how you got to the answer is sometimes more or as important as the work that was done, especially at the beginning when someone's trying to match you for their company, right? Or trying to find out what behaviors you have in that space and whether or not they match with the with the company or the department that they're trying to align you with, right? 
And I hope this, I know it kind of went back and forth between explaining and giving an example, but I really wanted to get granular here because I think in the podcast that I did for Be The Star, I kind of talked about the situ- answering the situation uh, portion of that, which is, this is kind of tied to that, but I didn't, uh, I re-listened to it before I recorded this one and I don't think I went in as far as a as technical detail. And so, of course, I'm coming fresh off a round of interviews and conversations I had at, uh, at this recruiting event. And I'm remembering people just like jumping right into to the work that they did. They start throwing out acronyms and they talk for like two, three minutes. And I'm sitting there trying to process what they're saying. Hey, I'm human. So that's another thing. This is what's going on inside my head as a recruiter. It's like, man, I'm a little confused right now. And when do I break in and how do I? do it without them feeling that I'm trying to be this big, bad, rude, you know, recruiter from ExxonMobil, just cutting them off. I got to finesse my way into saying, hey, can you take me back? Can you try and explain that again? Or, hey, tell me again what you did. Right. And so anywho, so you might waste some of that time if you just jump straight into the details and really think that the fact that you had the internship and that you finished the work is enough to tell your story. Right. You got to be communicating other things in there. You got to communicate the fact that you understood the big picture, what the point of the group was, what the point of the assignment was, the different people that made up the mix of the group and and how you were able to leverage them. All those things come into play and you can highlight your ability to hit all those if you really structure your story. Right. And in there, too, and throughout that uh, storytelling, right, your ability to communicate is also being highlighted and you also get to throw in your personality elements in there by saying hey look i really enjoyed that or it was really fun to kind of work with technicians or you know there i was again doing math problems and you know i never thought i would use it and then you're communicating hey i'm making a tie between the professional world and and my schooling right So in there, too, as I'm talking about talking about, you know, adding those little personal quirks the whole time, you need to be talking about the I. I did this. I did that. I was in charge. This isn't the moment for we. (laughs) And I say that and I think I've said it in some other episodes tied to other topics. But, hey, I say always start with the we and end with the I. Because at the end of the day, if you spend a lot of time talking about, hey, we were in this group for fixed equipment and we were charged with doing this. And, you know, the interns, there was three of us and we were given, you know, calculations to do and we had to go out in the field and we had to, you know, provide project support. And we, 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 the recruiter or the interviewer may have a real hard time. I know I do. I sometimes sit there and I tell people it's real hard for me to understand what you did. Right. Like, was this a group projects all the time? And even if that was the case, I still need to know what you did. What was the unique contribution that you brought to the table? Because in the absence of that, guess what? There's a peer, one of your peers out there that is is uh, hitting it out of the ballpark, not because they're smarter than you, not because they're better than you, but because they communicate and show that they have uh, an ability to to see the bigger picture. Right. So. Again, you have to be able to put some thought into how to structure your story to communicate more than one thing, more than I work hard, and you have to be comfortable enough and you have to uh, be mindful enough 
to highlight your unique contributions and specifically what you did and where you shine the most. Because if there was ever a time to talk about you, it's, of course, during an interview when you're trying to get placed with the respective company. For folks that do internship, this is equally as difficult sometimes because uh, especially for those that have either done multiple research assignments or uh, it's their first experience as an undergrad research opportunity and they've just spent their time with academics. Uh, sometimes those folks struggle maybe a little bit more than those that have actually been in the industry. And why is that? It really just has to do with relatability. So you got to figure that uh, the recruiters uh, may be uh, industry engineers, right? So for example, for me, of course, if someone was to come talk to me and they've worked at a chemical plant and they've worked in machinery, maintenance, or fixed equipment, like I'm going to know all the acronyms probably a lot better than if somebody from, you know, comes off from automotive industry and starts talking about the production of, of, uh, uh, of cars, right? That's not something that I directly know, but I'm still mechanically inclined so I can make a, uh, a connection, Right. And so in, in research, sometimes that stuff is so new and doesn't have commercial application that some of us that are interviewing don't have an idea of what you're talking about. But, yes, we're engineers and yet, or we're in STEM or or experts. in you know, I say experts. We're uh, knowledgeable in our field. Expert was probably a bit too much. So we can with your help, we can make the tie. And so I have, uh, again, folks that come up and start talking about synthesis, synth- you know, synthesizing nanofibers, a PVA, PVC, using, you know, uh, patented technology, AB197. And I'm like, just completely things going over my head. And like I mentioned in the last segment, right? So uh, I'm a human and, and, you know, you want to not hurt feelings and figure out when to break in. And, and sometimes I might be able to peel the onion uh, to to understand what they were doing, but it takes five or six different uh, uh, questions to to get to a, a statement that takes a few seconds to make, and 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 to say, hey, this is exactly what I did. So it's no different for researchers. If you're doing some research, you should be able to say, hey, I am working as an undergrad doing this research the person that's in charge is dr so-and-so they are uh, in charge of uh, of the of this project the name of the research is you know abc overall the project started you know five years ago and at the end of this research the hope is that we're able to find a solution to problem one two three you know, I currently work under the direction of a master's student who reports to a PhD student, and really, it's myself and five other undergrads that are uh, tasked to do this one thing. And so, my contribution is I have to do this, and the way I do the process is by, right? So again, the the, the setup is the same, and I w- I wish I had a better example. I didn't do research. But I've heard some of these and I used the whole nanofiber things because that was recently on my mind for my visit to UTRGV and some of the research they do there, the synth- you know, synthesizing nanofibers for different applications. I did get that. Uh, and there was a few of y'all that did a really great job explaining it, by the way, uh, which is why I'm able to even uh, kind of talk about it very briefly. But anyway, so the setup's the same, right? Hey, give me an idea. Convince me that you understood the overall objective. Give me an idea that you understand scope of your uh, of the research that you were doing and what that professor wanted and what the success looked like. And then get me down to the point where you tell me what you did, 
right? And again, I keep on emphasizing whether this is in an interview or whether this is part of your elevator pitch or whether this is part of uh, uh, something that you would say if you were in a networking event, uh, painting a picture and being able to communicate what you did uh, and being able to highlight those personal quirks that, uh, that are you. Overall, your story will be much stronger than just answering some questions one for one. I use the example this past week where I told someone, hey, it seems like your approach to interviewing is is defensive. Like I ask a question, you answer. I ask a question, you answer. I ask a question, you answer. And no more, no less. Yes, you can probably say, hey, I had good answers for all the questions, but there was no real uh, dialogue maybe in some of those situations, right? Because I'm going to ask you a question. Hey, tell me about a time when you had to make, uh, you know, problems have multiple solutions. More often than not, tell me an example of a situation where you had to pick between multiple solutions. Tell me what you picked and why. Well, how you start answering that question is completely up to you. And so what I'm proposing is that you always start by setting up the scenario. And not only will you answer the question, but you will talk a heck of a lot more and highlight a heck of a lot more of the items that you have to offer. And really, uh, your little an- your little answer, your answer, the narrative that you set up, if you really plan it out, maybe it's a five-minute response that covers all this and is so dense in, in attributes that you bring. Uh, versus just answering the 30 second, you know, giving the 30 second answer that the receiver might not even know what the heck you're talking about. So I hope this helps and I look forward to your comments uh, on the subject. Uh, Let me know whether or not this example, like explanation with examples was confusing or whether it's a technique I should use further because I'm still trying to figure out you know, whether I just talk about stuff or do I just focus on examples or do I separate them? So please let me know what you think about the format. Thanks. I want to thank you for having listened to this podcast. Please know that this podcast is available on your favorite platform, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor, among others. Uh, Please Do me a favor and share the podcast if you found the information useful and there's somebody that you think that can benefit from it. Uh, Also, reviews and comments are great. This is a social media platform, right? So the only way things kind of move in social media is through likes and through shares and through organic growth uh, within the uh, respective platform. I could, of course, sit there and uh, pay some money, I suppose, but that's not what I'm trying to do here. Uh, this is really done out of the uh, 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 my desire to share the information and not to make uh, money. So um, I don't have right the ad revenue being generated or whatnot. So that's not what I'm trying to accomplish here. It's really about helping you uh, learn from the mistakes of others, learn from the experiences, learn from different examples, and quite frankly, to share so that you yourself can be in a better position to accomplish things uh, than I was. Again, thanks for listening.